This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 285, Two Tips for Self-Hypnosis. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here, and this week's episode is a bit of a quick digestible episode sharing some strategies to better serve your clients. And we're going to talk here about the category of self-hypnosis and take note of the word that I just used, category, because there are so many different methods and principles of self-hypnosis. And specifically, when I'm working with a client... I tend to like to make things easy, not just for myself, but also for the client as well. Because really what I'm getting at here is that if I'm going to give someone something to do, the more complicated, there's a bit of a a balance here, the more complicated the thing I ask them to do, the more likely they're not going to end up doing it. When the other side of that, the easier the strategy becomes, the more likely they're also going to then make use of it. Which let's go bigger picture in all of this. For a couple of moments. How do people produce change? And that's not even a question about hypnosis. That's just a question in general. How do people produce changes in their life? Well, people produce change either through intensity or repetition. So let's look at the nature of how someone creates a problem in their life. They go through some sort of problematic event and the mind holds on to that as a fear through the intensity of the problematic event. That's how the issue takes shape. It's then through repetition that it sticks. So here's an extreme, extreme, extreme example of someone who came in to quit smoking. And usually when you ask somebody, you know, what age were you when you started? For the stop smoking category, you most often hear an answer like, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, maybe college. When someone says 43 years old, you gotta go, what happened? And when I heard the story, I had to politely hold back from going, damn, I would have smoked too if I'd been through that. Now, through the intensity of the experience, someone then said to this client, here, smoke this and you won't have a panic attack. Through the intensity, that's what planted the prestige suggestion that the cigarette would help. It's then the after effect of that, that then became, it became a habitual thing and the person kept it up. So yes, the problematic situation planted the seed of the event, but then the habitual nature is what kept it around. Intensity and repetition, it's either one or the other, in my opinion, most often both. Which let's apply this also to how do we resolve an issue? You know, it's the intensity of the work that we do in the session directly accessing the issue and then using that time in session to then create a new intensity, a new set of prestige suggestions to interrupt the problem. And then by doing so, give the skill set to strengthen that on their own, which as a side note, this is why I'm such a huge proponent of hypnotic phenomenon that using magical moments inside of the session where whether it's some bit of catalepsy, whether it's something of that nature, the arm is stuck to the chair, the arm won't bend. And I'm always using these not just as a hypno stunt, but as a mechanism to reinforce the change and build that mindset that, hey, something just happened and things are clearly different now than how they used to be, which if you want a deep dive into hypnotic phenomenon, check out hypnoticworkers.com. That's the all access pass to my hypnosis training library, where so many of the change protocols are based upon the use of hypnotic phenomenon. 
your client's issue is kinesthetic. So in my opinion, you got to use kinesthetic methods so the client can feel the change occurring rather than I felt relaxed. I guess something happened. You can find out more about that at hypnoticworkers.com. So that's the use of intensity in the session. I'm then going to employ a bit of self-hypnosis training as the repetition factor. Now, as a side note, some of you already know, this now means I'm about to talk about the movie from Mel Brooks, Spaceballs. Yeah, it's time we do that again. Because it turns out it took three movies of Star Wars for Luke to figure out that he already had the Force, right? And it only took one movie of Spaceballs from Mel Brooks for Lone Star to figure out he already had the Schwartz. And based on that logic alone, Spaceballs is a better movie than all three Star Wars movies. I will argue that. Because it's true. This is exactly the episode, the metaphors you were expecting this week, wasn't it? So it's through the repetition of a technique. Here's my, here's my method, by the way, of not creating dependency upon a method within a client. And I've nicknamed this now the Schwartz Principle for this exact reason. And the more you make use of this technique, the better it's going to work for you. And the better it works for you, the less you're going to need it as a technique as you just find yourself naturally living within these patterns and behaviors. There you go. I've created the need for a technique, but I've also now negated the long-term need for the technique. So we're not building dependency that they have to keep using this thing. They can use it if they need it, but there's an out because the more you use it, the stronger it gets and the stronger it gets, the less you need the tool. We're just now, you know, here's the client I've been telling the story of that they've been a non-smoker now for going on, oh, you know, only about nine years because hypnosis works. So let's help more people. That's why we share the business side of it here on this podcast series. So that's the Schwartz principle. And I'm going to use that, you know, in correlation to anything I ever teach a client. So the client's issue was a result of intensity and repetition. And so my approach to helping someone produce change is based upon intensity and repetition. Well, here's another oversimplification of everything that's going to make you even more effective as a practitioner in this industry. Every client problem is an anchoring issue. How's that for a overgeneralization that happens to always be true? How's that? It's always an issue of anchoring. So when they think about getting on the airplane, they're anchored to feel fearful on the airplane. When they are around the group of friends who smoke, they're anchored to also smoke with them. When, let's stick with smoking, when they have the cup of coffee in the morning, they're anchored to also light up a cigarette. When they're stressed, they've anchored that feeling of stress to reaching for the junk food. So there's always an anchoring position inside of this. And as I like to say, the same way into the problem is also the same way out of the problem. So there's a simple setup that becomes a self-hypnosis anchored trigger that I use consistently with my clients, which begins with the concept that I just simply nickname organic anchoring which is where I'm going to engage in a conversation explaining the thing about how the problem is already an anchored issue. So it kind of only makes sense to use anchoring to get you out of it, right? And they always agree because it's a valid construct. So you know the situation that you're going to be in. So it'd be helpful if you can tell me something practical that you can easily use that will be appropriate for the situations in which you're in which there's some people that I work with that they want to create the process off of a word. You know, I see a lot of test anxiety people and the use of the word focus to bring them back into that empowered state of mind. 
or perhaps the word confidence being a possible trigger. And you know the situations you're in, so you probably can think of a better word than what I'm suggesting here. Or for some people, it's like a very small, subtle gesture that you can do and no one knows you're doing something, like a clench of the fist or a connecting of a single finger with the thumb. You know, something so small and subtle, you could do it anytime, anywhere, and no one knows you're doing something. Or, you know, I work a lot with public speakers, and for them, it's just a little subtle shift in posture, and we attach the hypnotic process to that postural shift, and that triggers the desired emotional state. So what have I done? This is really at its core, for those of you that know the advanced lingo of this, we've established a listing pattern. I've given a viable, let's call it menu, of different options that they could possibly choose from. And this is where I now ask a simple question which I've already set up, you know the situations that you're in, of those examples or even something else, what would be the most helpful thing to you? By answering the question, we are establishing a hypnotic contract that they're now validating, hey, that posture shift, the word focus, or this finger squeeze, that would be the most appropriate for me. They're also selling themselves on compliance because now they're indirectly proving the compliance, the practicality, of the method. And if you are familiar with the classic methods of creating a peaceful place, I'd give you the best resource. Easiest place to find this is not just in my hypnotic workers where I teach a method of it, though my method is based upon something from Roy Hunter. You elicit the desired state by way of some positive-based resource regression. Just simply be there and allow yourself to go to a time where you felt fill in the blank with the desired emotional state, a time where you felt comfortable, a time where you felt relaxed, a time where you felt confident, and be there now and experience it through all of your senses as possible. See it through your own eyes, feel it in your own body, hear the sounds in your own ears, and you basically just keep hyping up the sensory representational states until you can observe by looking at the client that they're there, that they're in that experience. And here's the transition credit to Roy Hunter for the simple foundation of this. And from this point forward, whenever you fill in the blank, the anchor, whenever you make that shift in posture with the intention of returning to this confident state of mind, you discover within yourself a greater ability to think more clearly, concentrate more easily. Go back to episode number four of this podcast series, only about six years ago on ego strengthening, and you'll hear some of the languaging that I'll use to compound the strength of the thing. So whenever you want to feel this better state, do this thing that we've agreed upon. And then basically in the session, I compound that over and over. And now just let that fade. And notice this changing perspective in your mind, because now fire off that word. And notice how you can bring that feeling back once again, hype it up, enhance it, future pace to the desired result, and just relax. And as easy as I suggest it is as easy as this becomes once again, Whatever the gesture is, squeeze that hand down the same way once more. Bring back that empowered feeling and ride that out in your future to your own desired event and be there in that experience surprising yourself and direct suggest the benefits and create that association. Anchoring is more consistent with specificity and again, frequency. So this is where I'm going to run that as a sequence with a lot of energy, a lot of dynamic delivery of my voice to really step into that place with them and really create a more organic quality of that experience and figure like seven or eight times. Now, here's the kicker to this. During the emergence, 
I'm going to count from one to five. At the count of five, eyes will open, feeling fantastic. I'll be counting three, energy rising, noticing how that breathing returns to a normal everyday pace. Four, and one more time, fire off that word in your mind, bring back that empowered state of mind, and now five, eyes open, and notice that feeling and just how real and powerful that is. There's one example. Or standard emergence, followed by... And immediately now, let your eyes open. Five, feeling refreshed, feeling alert, and check this out just to see how powerful this thing is. Take that finger and thumb, squeeze together once more, and notice that feeling already coming back even in this normal everyday state. And notice how, I, I kind of overuse this next speech pattern, and notice how, without even having to suggest it, you're already going to be becoming aware of things you'll be doing differently as early as today Become aware of that now. What are you going to do today that's going to lock this in? And I'm now engaging in a conversation, which, by the way, is a whole lot better of a way of wrapping up your session rather than going, did you feel hypnotized? You laugh, but that was in one of the original books that I read from. Uh, so the simple associative anchor, compound the heck out of it and make it organic by asking the client what would be the best fit for you. That's my anchor and organic anchoring with repetition method if we want to give that a name. So notice that it was sort of piggybacking off of the other work that you may have done in session. So it's quick, it's efficient, and the more you make use of it, the better it's going to work for you. And the better it works for you, the less you're going to need it as a technique. Lone Star was right. The ring came from a box of Cracker Jacks. So many Spaceballs references will dip throughout this episode. So here's strategy number two for self-hypnosis, which would simply be, I will produce for my client a custom audio program to supplement their process, which yes, from a business perspective, this is a very nice value add-on to the service. And quite honestly, you could make the decision to offer this as something optional and upsell it for additional money. I don't. In my head, I'm charging enough for the services that I provide that during the process, while we're together, any of the resources that I have that I feel would be helpful for you, that's just included. So whether it's a teaching video, whether it's a, you know, audio program that I would normally sell, or even if it's a custom audio program, this is a no upsell environment. Basically, my fees are my fees. It's my job to be your advocate for change and give you what's necessary to get you there. So this is the way I do a custom audio. You know, you could go off and spend an hour and a half doing a long form custom audio program that let's call it out, that's long. They're not going to listen to it. There's not going to be as much drop off if the audio that you then go off and custom record for them is let's say 30 to 45 minutes. You're probably already predicting my next move here. When instead, if the audio program is only about eight, nine or 10 minutes, it's massively practical. And here's how I do it. Well, here's the first phase, then I'll give you the technology that makes it even better. Hey, I know we're scheduled for an hour and a half, and in my world, just as a side note, I schedule everything as a 90-minute block. I do two hours and 15 minutes for stop smoking, because that's more of an event rather than it is a program. But for sessions in a program, I schedule 90 minutes. The first time we meet, generally it's the full hour and a half, and sessions after that are generally like an hour, maybe hour 15 on average, but we always schedule the full time. So we've got the time if we need it. So what I'll do in the session, and this will be towards the end of our, you know, scheduled series. Hey, just to check in, I know we're set for one o'clock today. Do you have the full time frame, like all the way up to two 30? Okay, good. Because I'd like to give you two sessions 
and one today. There's some work that we're about to make use of based on this thing we've already talked about and based on that thing we've already talked about. And we'll do that work. However, then I'd like to then come out of the process with you, debrief what we've done, talk about it a bit, but then we'll go back into hypnosis once again and do the entire session all over again, just in like eight or nine minutes time frame. This way, this becomes a custom audio program, which is only, you know, it's less than 10 minutes long. It's incredibly convenient. And this way you can use it on your own if you ever need a boost to what we've done. Sound good? Notice the way I check in with my clients by checking in and getting a yes set. Credit to Jess Marion for where I really refined this idea that describing the technique is doing the technique. So by doing that checkpoint, it's not just for getting a yes set. It's making sure we're still in sync, in rapport, in alignment with each other, and simply put, they're understanding me. So this way, it's something massively convenient, right? Yes. Good. And this way, if you ever need this as a benefit to the thing that we're working on, you can listen to it on your own time. So that's the shape of it. I do the entire session as we normally would from a process-oriented approach, but then I pivot the entire thing to be a direct suggestion session, which is the kicker, eight or nine minutes long. I record that. I send that to them, which here's one option, which you could use. And then here's a second option, which you will use because it's better. Option number one, let's call it out. I am a online entrepreneur. I have so many video cameras. I bought two new ones in the last six months. I'm buying a new video setup to do some stuff from home. I've got about $10,000 of video equipment either between my home or my office and elsewhere too. The best videos and audios I've produced have been a little bit more freeform with my cell phone. So I do own, and you can look this device up. It's phenomenal. There's a company called Zoom, not like Zoom, the video conferencing software that's kept many of us running strong, but Zoom does these voice recorders. They have three different models that I know of that come to mind, the H2, the H4, the H6. The H2 records two channels of sound, you know, stereo sound, left channel, right channel. It's a little handheld voice recorder, phenomenal quality. I have never bought anything from this company that was not top-notch. They even make a video camera now. I think Martin Castor Peterson's using it and he raves by it as well. So check that out. So the Zoom H2 has two inputs. The Zoom H4 has four inputs. Like it has the microphone that records left and right channel, but you can also plug in two external microphones. I own the Zoom H6. Can you guess what's different about that? Well, yeah, it has six inputs. So in theory, I could podcast on the fly, plug in a bunch of external microphones, and then hand it off to the team, and they produce it from there. So it's a great voice recorder that you could use, and I could even set it off to the side, and it sounds like studio quality. I think it ran me about $300 US. If it's still active on Amazon, we'll put it in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. However, don't go off and buy it, because here's what I now do. Hey, do you have your cell phone with you? They say yes, because it's 2020. Okay, cool. Did you know that there's actually a voice recorder app on your phone? It comes with all the phones. This is true of Android, iPhone, all of them. Cool. Most people know it's there. And if they don't, I briefly show them. Yay. Providing even greater service. Hey, do this. Here's how you put your phone in airplane mode, because it'd be great if we can record on your own device. That way you already have it. Oh, check that out. Because with the Zoom H6, it's recording 
to an SD card, which I then have to take over to my computer and plug in. And even from there, I'm a little bit of a audio snob and I have to plug it into Adobe Audition or, you know, Audacity and render it down to a smaller MP3 and then send it over to the client. And even so, very often the file size is so big that you can't email it. So then I Dropbox it over, which that's still a viable option. But are you hearing the amount of work? Which here's the selling point. Let's record this directly on your phone. That way it's already on your own device and, you know, you've already got it. And they go, oh, cool. So my ninja skill is I know how to put all the major cell phones on airplane mode, and I know how to find the voice recorder app, which comes free on all of them. So in a moment, I'll have you hit the red button, and that's when we'll begin the session. Make sense? Okay, good. And go ahead and put your phone on your lap, because that's where it can hear, hear the sound of my voice the best. Take note of what's just happened. They've opened up their phone, which is a private device with all sorts of private data on it, sure, and we've set it on airplane mode, and I've explained the reason why. This way, if the phone rings, you know, it stops the recording. This way, it won't ring for the next 10 minutes, but everything will just, you know, go to voicemail. The text messages will pile up. It's just 10 minutes. No one's ever had an issue with that. In fact, in most cases, they've come in for the appointment, and, you know, they're already putting it on airplane mode. By the way, all of this tech stuff ignore me if you're using Zoom, because Zoom, the video conferencing platform, you can just record directly on that. Pro tip, stop the recording and then start it again. This way, the little eight or nine minute chunk is its own separate file, rather than having to pull it out of a bigger, longer audio chunk. That little tip alone, worth the entire podcast, which you're downloading for free here. So back to the experience in person, stick it on airplane mode. In a moment, I'll have you hit the big red button to record and go ahead and leave it on your lap. That way it can hear me more clearly. Why do I do that? Because how would you feel if you were in a room and your phone was unlocked and your eyes were closed? You know, just a little thing that I might be, I'm not going to be looking at their emails. I'm not going to be looking at their text message. I'm not going to be looking around for naked selfies. Uh, I'm not, not in that world. The fact that it's on your lap means, and this is not a complex equivalence, but it's phrased like one, the fact that it's on your lap means that you're in control of that device and you know where it is at all times and you know I'm not touching it. So that little piece alone creates the safety of the experience and eyes open. I run the entire session and then eyes open feeling good. And you do feel good, don't you? Go ahead and just hit the red button, turn the recording off. So they hear a little bit of, you know, junk at the end of turn off the recording. But now the audio's on their device. There's no post-production. They've already got it and they can put it to use immediately for extra credit. I'm going to future pace when they're going to make use of it by linking it with things they're already doing. So this way, before you head into work, if it was like an anxiety stress thing, you know, even in your car, provided the car is locked and, you know, parked and turned off, give yourself eight minutes to warm up your mind before going in. If it's something athletic, listen to this before you exercise to warm up the mind the same way you warm up the body. As you sit down to a meal, once the meal is almost prepared, if it's finishing off, leave it in the oven to stay warm, make sure the oven's off, play the audio to then refocus your mind on eating for the body you want rather than the body you don't want. And then as soon as the process of the audio ends, begin the meal and enjoy the heck out of it. 
So bringing in that aspect of making it convenient by linking it to experiences around them. And quite honestly, as much as I do also teach a extended form of self-hypnosis, I call limitless self-hypnosis, as much as there's other more advanced strategies, these are the two go-to strategies for self-hypnosis. Why? Because they're easy and the client will make use of them and even better, use them for yourself. And I'd love to hear your results of them. Hey, it's Jason Lynette, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for leaving your reviews and sharing it on your social media streams, and uh, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's where you can get the all-access pass to the Hypnosis Business Training Library, learn strategies that actually work to drive massive traffic to your business and scale things up year after year, and if you want the hands-on side of working with clients, check out Hypnotic Workers. That's the all-access pass to my hypnosis training library and digital access form, both of those programs with thriving communities there to support you to grow and learn and help even more people. Get out there, make it rain, make a difference. I'm Jason Lynette. Stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 